Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. At 20 past 8 now, we talk to two men who are joining us in studio here from Bitvest Vits, MDC coach Dylan Shepard and next to him, Bafana Bafana defender, Wutem Kwanazi. Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for your time here on the home of the Afropolitan. Evening, Moshi. Thanks for having us and uh, yeah, evening to all the listeners. Yeah, thanks also for having me tonight on your show and greeting to all your listeners. Now, when we tell people to tune in, uh, we, we often tell them that this is the show where we discuss a lot of football development topics. We had your head coach, uh, Gavin Hunt, here uh, what, in December, and he told us about his journey where he started playing in Cape Town, the kind of music he loves to listen to and so forth. He <laughs> chose a lot of nice music for Johnny Gill. Yeah, moves on the dance floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we got some of those. <laughs> but we like, to, we like to understand, okay, if I want to be Ebuhlem Kwanazi and play uh, for Bafana Bafana, if I want to be a Dylan Shepherd and play for Bafana Bafana and end up as a coach one day, how do I get there? So we'll start with you, Buhle. Where does Buhle start playing football and falling in love with the game? Uh, is it in the Free State? Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, uh, it's in the free state, you know, in Bluefontein. Um, you know, when you're young, you, 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 you see yourself kicking the ball around and not knowing your destiny and only to find out uh, the years that are coming are great, you know. And, and, and for me to, to, to honestly be at the level where I am today, it's all through hard work and discipline, you know, and staying committed to, to, to what I'm doing, uh, you know. Uh, a lot of distractions couldn't come my way and, and, I managed to keep my path up until today, and and I'm hoping to keep this 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 level-headed uh, attitude up until I retire. You know? mm. but, but but tell us some of the the, the the teams that you played for as a young man. Uh, well, we here mm. in Joburg, we know those teams: all Midlands, Chelsea, all these <laughs> fabulous names: all Duck yeah, Poison, yeah. Black Poison. Yeah, yeah, you know, in Bloom, uh, there's a team that I played for. It, it was called uh, Missouri FC. Uh, I doubt it, it still exists, but then it's 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 a team where uh, they, they they managed to get me to school of excellence, you know, and then from school of excellence uh, everything started there. I came to Vets uh, development, I went to Sundowns development, broke into the senior team of of Sundowns. From there, I went to Bluefontein Celtics again. Uh, came back, I went to Tax, and and then after Tax, uh, I got myself here, and and that's when everything started to to kick in now, and 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 all all went well. Let's go back a generation then and hear the story of uh, Dylan Shepard, who's, you know, there he's in my age group. Um, <laughs> because we had Eric Tinkler here. We're talking a couple of weeks ago about, um, about football. And the question is, why isn't that we aren't seeing white uh, footballers getting into the game as much as we used to back then? I mean, uh, I remember when I was growing up uh, in the East Rand, we had all these strong teams like uh, old Ben's uh, t- uh, teams that produced the likes of the, the Fernandez brothers. Rowan, of course, went on to play for, for Kaiser Chiefs. Um, in the South, oh, Lusitanos and all of this. Um, but nowadays, maybe not the case because of, well, all the options that exist. But where does Dylan Shepard fall in love with the game and decide, I want to be a professional? Sure. No, yeah, like you're right. It's going back quite a lot of years. Um, I started when I was four years old. Um, I can't even remember back then, but um, we were, I was coached by a, quite a famous soccer player, Brahmi Dulu. He played for, uh, for African Wanderers, Bush Bucks, Durban City. Yes. Yeah, you know, I was friends with his son and he lived across the road. So it was quite convenient that he would take me down to training sessions. And then, yeah, from four years old and, and you know, it started... I started progressing um, I, when I got to under. I mean, I made provincials every year, and it, it was it was going really really well. And until I got to 14 years old, 
and I got to a, a stage where I didn't know, I didn't think football was going to be my career. I started I was surfing. I was I was at I was playing rugby at school, and I, I just the football started falling away. Um, I wasn't a great lover of school. I'll really be honest. Uh, it was one of the <laughs> it was not not one of the things I woke up in the morning uh, wanting to go to school. But um, you know. Um, but I got this opportunity. Um, the, you know, you go, you talk about the white kids, and 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 you know, the start of the School of Excellence was in '94, and um, Mervyn Hopeflesh, uh, who's a, who was a friend of Neil Tovey's, he used to drive around the the, the area with this uh, Neil Tovey football school on his car, and um, there were two boys, uh, Gareth Omshaw and another guy, another boy by the name of Shane Grayling, they were selected to go to the school. And um, unfortunately, back in those days, you know, we weren't sure that it was the change. Yeah. You know, 94. And, um, the, you know, the majority of, of kids at the school weren't uh, white of color. So, um, so obviously, so, there was a little bit of apprehension uh, there. I the, said, my child there, what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly that. You know, because, <laughs> you, you know, you were going to a school that was unknown. Um, you know, it was obviously a, a long way from home. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he, uh, well, f- I say unfortunately, but fortunately, you know, from, uh, for my sake, um, you know, Shane pulled out for, for certain reasons. And, and, and I told my, my mother, hey, listen, I'm going to school. I hadn't even approached Mervyn yet. And I mean, I'm talking, I was 15 years old, 14 years old. And I told my mom, you know, my mom had just um, remarried. And yeah, we know we, and then all of a sudden they made a decision. And they said, okay, well, let's check it out. So, you know, we, we've, we phoned Neil Tovey. And, and 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 Mervin at the same time we said what's the story with the school we hear that, that things are happening, and they said well listen yeah come up to the school and see what it's about and 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 uh, let's go from there so they flew us up oh nice yeah they flew us up um, and, and we thought geez here we go you know in the mm-hmm. aeroplane so we get to the school of excellence and we see it says Esalen Park and we see yeah. and it was so new up, there it was yeah. all new and yeah. you know yeah. there was coaches like Ted Dimitri for Rakan Sam Mbata Manila Mazibuko Kevin Johnson I mean the, 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 you know the coaches the quality that was there and of course, I, did, I, I never knew. We never knew the coaches in that. But once I saw the setup and the fields and and, and, and what the school was about, it was a no-brainer. And I and I just told my mom. I just told my mom, no, I'm staying. Yeah. And then um, we played a little game. Uh, and then afterwards, they said, no, everything is sorted. And that was the start of the journey. You know, school yeah. of excellence. And um, yeah, '94. It was it was a tough year, I must say. Um, you know, you know, joining. Uh, Boys of different color, different cultures. It was a huge learning experience. Um, you know, the football were very different. You must remember coming from the white areas, it was very direct. Yes, and stop and donor come. You say that, and I was a left winger. I, I thought I had skill until I got to school and guys were juggling and balancing the ball on their head. And, and um, yeah, and it was an unbelievable experience. And, um, you know, life, it was, very, it was very, very tough. But, you know, I found that, you know, once I started showing on the field that, you know, I was able to to perform at, at at a decent level, you know, most of those boys that they gave me troubles in the first years have all become my closest, you know. They, we still keep in touch and close friends. So, which generation were you then, Stephen mm. Pinar? Yeah, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen was um, Stephen was uh, uh, two years younger, but he yeah. was at the school. You know, Sean, he was in the group with Ke- uh, Kevin Johnson. Was their coach with Sean Pohita, uh, Ninja Moffa King. Um, that was the, you know that was the group of guys because they spent four or five years. So that was the key ingredient, you know, of the school guys arriving twelve thirteen, getting training twice a day. I mean, we were training eight to eight to ten sessions a week. Wow. Um, you know, school was altered around our football program. So you know, the school of excellence was something else in those. 
those days. And um, I mean, if it wasn't for the school, uh, you know, I wouldn't be, I honestly wouldn't be sitting here. And it wasn't for the people, you know, the people. I mean, Sam Mbata was my, was the head coach. We're still very, very close uh, today. Uh, Kevin Johnson, we we also very, very close. And all the coaches, you know, I mean, the late Ted, um, you know, he was he was a hot, he was on my back a lot. Because, you know, like you say, it was a different style of football. And getting to the school, it was all skill. Yes, and skill he said, wanted the ball to move like And this. I still remember on the, on, on the 20, was it the 20th floor of Colton Centre? Um, they really, really exposed me badly. Um, you know, <laughs> because, you know, obviously we had to show a little bit of diversity. So we, we, you know, I was amongst four or five kids and they made us juggle. It was the a sponsorship. I think it was Cecil for the under 23s. And they put us on the stage. And then that was my... That was my um, time to perform, man. Yeah, so I, I managed to get the ball up a little bit and look five, at it. Just give the ball off in the right time and mm. not do too much and don't expose myself. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, you know, through the school, there was huge growth, um, you know. And by the end of 94, I was part of the first, um, I was part of the under-17 national team with Trot Mulatto. Beautiful. So, yeah, we got invited there and then... Um, and the rest is history. Yeah, no, it is history. I mean, you know, from there, from the school, yeah, I left in 96. I had opportunity to go to Barcelona for two months under Bobby Robson. I spent some a time in the under, under 20s with uh, Carlos Puyol. He was a right winger, by the way. Um, yeah, and the only oh, reason why I, I recognized him is because I was a left back. So, you know, um, and then, you know, he ended up being center back and one of the best center backs in the world. So it was a great um, experience. Two months there, staying in a hotel, going to watch Barcelona with Ronaldo, Guardiola. Well, you know, he was the captain at the time. So, yeah. Oh, man. Great experience. And then, yeah, after that, 96 progressed. I was part of the under-23 setup for the 2000. We remember the, that? The Olympics yeah, under, yeah. under Sheikh Mashaba? Yeah, I was under Sheikhs, but it was under Mitch Avery in the beginning. Yes, Mitch Avery. Yeah. yeah, and so, um, that you know, that, that build up. And then, and then from there, you know, being a part of those, playing against a couple of international games, moved on to... Um, you know, I got my. I, I went to Holland, where I spent some time at Nak Breda. Um, unfortunately, things didn't work out because of, of certain reasons. I met Rob Moore there with Benny McCarthy because Benny was at Ajax, um, and he said, "Listen, yeah, I've got this team that's just been promoted to the PSL. Would you would you be interested?" And I said, "Okay, we could look at that." And then I spoke to my, my agent at the time, but he wasn't really an agent, um, and my parents, and then said, "Okay, well, listen, yeah, there's an opportunity in Cape Town." And that was the journey to Seven Stars. Yes. And, and who was the coach of Seven Stars? Gavin Hunt. The one and only Gavin Hunt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's amazing how the wheel turns, you know. I get there as a, as a, as a youngster in 98 and, um, you know, uh, get to Cape Town. It's, it's 60-kilometer 60, 60 wind. It's muddy. It's at the, we had to put the yeah, winter the, rainfall the, is. The, we had to put the, all the balls in the one net because the wind was howling because the balls wouldn't stop moving. And I thought, what have I got myself into here? Um, and I just remember, I just remember, I wasn't involved in the first couple of games. And then Nelson Dubizano, who was the left back at the time, got injured. Gavin says, "Listen, yeah, I got no other. Just like Gavin would say, it, I got no other left backs. You, you either sink or swim. Yeah, you're in." And I remember now, first game, it was against it was Amazulu away at um, in Kings Park Stadium, the Rugby Stadium, and I had an absolute uh, terrible game. Would say a nightmare, but a nightmare would be mild. Um, but that was it. That was the start. And Gavin, believe me, gave me five games, and that was the start. I yeah. ended up twenty-five games in the season as an eighteen-year-old. And uh, the, like I say, the rest is the rest is history. Mm. A wonderful story being shared by Dylan Shepherd, and we'll pick his brain there on um, 
what he learned through his own journey that he is now applying as a coach. But when you listen to that story, the man seated next to him, Butlem Kwanazi, was all smiles listening to Dylan Shepard going down memory lane. <coughs> what, for you, uh, Butlem, back then you listened to his story, especially on the School of Excellence, and um, it is a testament to what the school achieved that even now, like last year, every year I will share uh, on my Facebook page, on my Twitter, whatever, I will share that, okay, the School of Excellence is having trials. And people mm. will call me and uh, I'll get WhatsApp messages. They want to know because this is the the school that uh, produced so many of South Africa's very best players, yourselves here, mm. uh, Dane Clayton and others. Why, what was it about that that place that made players so good? You know, uh, before Shapi retired, you know, uh, I managed to play with him at Vets, I think, two seasons. And and I, I, we would, I would just count the, the number of players that I would see from School of Excellence. Like you're saying, we, we had Dean Clade, we had Jaulani Shongwe, it was Shepard, it was me, Pagamani. So you could name a whole lot of players who, who were in, in this team and managed to do well and, and, and win a trophy for for Vets. And and like like the way, what, what Shepard just said now, you get there, it's, it's a different environment whereby the first year is very tough, but then after a few months or so, going to the second year, you, you, you start to, to see uh, uh, the greatness of football, you know, in, 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 in players that you are with, you know, it becomes a family and, 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 and somehow you, you, you see that, let's say you are doing grade 11, you see somebody that he was here, uh, two Bernard years Parker, ago, you see, Bernard Parker was here and, and already is, Scoring goals, you see, Mabuchan was here. You you start to see that, really, your future is is at the right place. You know, you 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 are about to to experience some greatness in 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 your career. And and no doubt it, it just paid off. You know, I'm sitting today like this, and and I'm looking back and I'm like, you know, that school really helped me through through all these years. And and somehow they 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 they, they molded a, a great defender. You you know and. It's something that you can't even. I don't know how how I feel when I when when I when I speak about school of excellence because it's so emo- emotional that you 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 when you go in there it's like you're getting lost. You know your family. You can't see your family anymore. Your friends. It's like it, no man's world. You, mm. you know. But only to find out you you somehow you 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 stepping into the right shoe and you you start to check the players that play there and players that are currently at school now and who are coming as well. You know. We were seated outside now. We were speaking about Abid Nigum Siatlak, and I was like, Whew, the school keeps on, keeps on, keeps on producing. And, and, and it's something great, you know. As much as we no longer hear a lot of stories about it, but then we see players coming from there, and, and it's proof that Shepard is here, and, and somehow he's, he's a, he's a, he was a great player. And already, wherever he is, there are players that he has promoted already in the first team that we see, like, wow, Shepi, where are you getting this one? And you see that. It, 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 it's something great, you know. It's something mm. great. It's something mm. great, and it's it's really paying off. And 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 I'm grateful that I played with Shebi before he retired, so that I can have that feeling and experience the same thing that he experienced at school and seeing it now uh, in the future. It's the home of the Afropolitan, KFM 95.9. Two Afropolitans in studio, Bushem Kwanazi and Dylan Shepard, sharing their football journey to take them where they are today. I mean, we all know now when we've seen them on our TV, but we want to know when they were young men. 
What did they learn that set them apart from others, from the multitudes that hope, that dream of a career in professional football, but only very few make it? You're giving your shout-outs on Twitter. Tabo Ramohapi finds me at Musi Whitehead and says... Uh, this is Ajax Cape Town's greatest export. He's talking about uh, Dylan Shepard and uh, others finding me on Facebook, Musibudi Whited. Now, <laughs> Dylan, you are uh, now dealing with youngsters. Uh, we often interviewed you uh, on the sidelines, on the touchline of the Gauteng uh, Under-17 Future International Tournament and you're now the MDC coach at Vitz. How much of what you learned at the School of Excellence are you applying as a coach? Um, quite a lot to, to, to be honest. Um, you know, the first thing that I went in, uh, you know, fortunately I, w- I was, I was blessed in, 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 um, in having, uh, what, before I retired from football, I'd already made up my mind that I wanted to go into coaching. So, uh, you know, I, I had a chat with, with, with Gavin and, and Jose Ferreira, the CEO, and, 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 and they said, listen, yeah, there, there's an opportunity for you to come down to the under 17s and be a part of uh, you know the, the the coaching staff there and and then obviously pick it up and see obviously your your, your football comes first and then you know the coaching where, where you can and yeah and then I started getting involved and and uh, it's it started going so well uh, uh, and then I was finding myself a little bit late for training and that because I, I was I was just getting so so in touch with the youngsters and, and it was all new for me and it was just but um, you know, I managed to keep in touch with with the coaches from the School of Excellence. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Sam and Bata, who's now he- heading up there, the the development there, Sundowns, and and I spoke to you, Kevin, who are my coaches. You know, they were very, very easy, and they said, "Listen, you go in there, relax. Don't you don't have to try too hard." You know, um, and also to take your past experience as the school as you're growing up and your experiences. And um, you know, when when I was there, and I, and I just take, you know, my years and 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 how the cultures and bringing the cultures together and, and remember how you're dealing with the human being aspects before the football and, and, and seeing these the, kids. The people-centered approach, they call yes, it to coaching. Yes, yeah, of course. And, 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 you know, also too, you see, you find out where these kids are coming from, what they're doing in their daily lives because at the end of the day, you're only dealing with the hour the hour, an hour and a half of, of your training session. And you see these kids are coming from Takani and you, a, a kid has left home at five o'clock in the morning and he gets to training and he hasn't eaten all day. And then and, and he comes and he's, he's run from Bree Street to, 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 to University, to the West Side Campus. He's sweating. He's, he doesn't even need a warm up. He's already warmed up three Ks, you know? <laughs> so he comes there and, 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 you know, we give him a piece of bread with peanut butter just so he can get, and then, you know, and then all of a sudden he goes home and then you, you go to this WhatsApp status and you see, 1048s and a sad face there. Now this is a 15 year old kid that's just been in your training session and he's getting him 1048. I don't know when he gets time to do his homework. I don't know when he gets time to spend time with his family. And this is four days a week you're demanding for these kids. Mm. So we find out how important that when they are with us for that hour or two hours, how pressured it is and how we deal with that aspect and, and how we can get the best out of that kid. And those experiences, and, and, and I'll go back to those coaches and how they got, I was nowhere near the quality of those kids there. But I managed to be one of the first graduates to represent South Africa in all age groups mm-hmm. and, 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 and excel and, and, and have, you know, and experience all that. And, and, and you know, and, and it was easy to draw from those experiences. I see. And now dealing with these youngsters and I see, and, and, and like Butler's, you know, Butler has just said now, you know, you get these youngsters and they have this opportunity now. And, you know, you asked me earlier about, you know, sometimes the question of the white kids, you know, and, and, and it's, not a, it's not about the color thing. It's a, mm. and, and it goes with any kids, you know, the adversity and, and the hunger and the desire. And I also tell the other kids, 
You've worked so hard, you know, where you come from, whether it's a shack or whether it's a, uh, wherever you come from. And, you know, with the Vaslap and, 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 and we, you know, you know how it's operating. And then you come and you have opportunity. You get, you get housed in the academy and you're eating well. And then, and then you, then it comes the money, you know, the, the, the money. And then all of a sudden you get there and then you throw that all away and you forget, you know, where all you come All the hard work you did over and the years. How many years it took you and you will throw it away just so you can party and put bottles on the table and show and have a GTI and show and waste all of that and forget all of that work that you put in and get there. And it's, and it's these kind of programs and, 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 you know, obviously we heard a little bit earlier about the Nedbank trying to put, mm. you know, educate them on money. But I think it's just not, it's not only the money side of it. I think it's the life skills. Yeah. And so, so that's the approach even when you're dealing with the MDC boys that oh, you, yes. you're oh, talking, yes. well, the results are important, but you're talking really about life and that's how you get oh, yeah. the best the out life, of them. I think the life first and then the results come. Because once you have happy kids, kids enjoying then you got development. Yeah, you and know? and Mute, you are nodding your head. You you agree with that approach? Yeah, yeah, yeah surely it 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 is it, hundred percent right. You know, it's 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 the way to go. It's it's just the way to go. You can have all the monies, but then if there's no life skill in you, you, you are doomed. Mm. So so if if you 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 put that first life skill, and then the monies will be easy for you to manage. You know, your image will be you can easily protect it. You can. Is he know when and when not to do certain things? Mm, and we've know. never heard a scandal. <laughs> yeah, 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 you see, that, no, that, that's part of the you never. You, you see. So, so it, 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 like Shabi said, life skill first and then others will follow, you know. Results well, yeah, will fall in everything. you know what makes it easier, you know? If you look at, Bitvis is probably the only team that does, our academy and, and first team and everyone's together. All the coaches sit, we sit in one office. We are, so everything's together. So you, you, you see the youngsters come past you and who better for a youngster to walk past a Butlan Kwanazi who has just represented South Africa, Bafana at the highest level, coming there, sitting there with them, talking with them, eating next to them. I mean, what more you want? And, and that's the reason why we can have these youngsters performing at the level because why they see, it's right there. They can mm. feel it. They can touch it mm-hmm. and then they've got the, the the first team players our first team players like the bootleader are so humble that because of that goes back to the school of excellence and and how they've been brought up by the school they're so humble they sit with these kids they mix with the kids and 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 then you got development right there and 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 that's why we we might not have the best talented young players but we have all the ingredients for those young players to, 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 to come through. Excellently said. And they co- keep producing results at the junior level. It's uh, Dylan Shepard emotional about the subject because he feels so passionate about it. And, of course, that's exactly why uh, Bidvest Vits, especially in their juniors and in their MDC, uh, continue to do very well. Mlindim Joli. Kelesandawana, he says, I'm so happy for Coach Shepard. Very good person. Once met him in Soweto. I know this man, Mlindim, loves his football, goes and watches every tournament. Um, and uh, he says he met you at Moja Cafe. Uh, the MDC team is also doing very well there. Uh, thank you uh, so much, uh, Mlindi. Buse, let's look into your crystal ball now because Bitvestvitz has always been known as a team that produces youngsters, does well with the youngsters. Um, in the days of Roger Dessar, uh, would fight a little bit uh, for a cup, uh, a cup or two, but not known as a league contender. That's all changed with the arrival of Gavin Hunt and with the, uh, with the winning of a first uh, title this season. Um, and now additional responsibilities of playing on the continent. It was a bit challenging. Uh, how far do you think uh, Vitz can go? Are you still in the title race? Yeah, honestly, you know, it's wide open. You know, it's it's wide open. It's up to to 
to the teams that win the most games you know you win your most games than any other team and, and you 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 just stay consistent you you are bound to win it you know and and, and i still feel like it's, it's still early honestly. ah come on man I, I, you guys are tired how many games did you have in january 11 <laughs> 11 games yes but then the thing is we've only played like uh, uh 16 games or so yes. 17 games you see so so i feel like we 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 somehow, yes, we played in Africa, uh, traveling and, uh, and all that. You've but got a smaller squad compared you, to a sundown. You, so. you understand. And, uh, but going to the PSL, we, we, we haven't got the grip of it yet, you know. And I feel like it's still early because I know the moment you get that momentum and you start winning your games, the feeling that, that, that you feel in, in our team, you, you, you know that now we, we, we're moving, you understand. And that hasn't happened yet because we... we Somehow we're away, we're coming back, away, you're coming back, and you're getting a result here and there, you're not. But then I know, like I'm saying, it's still early. And the moment we, 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 we get that quickly, the better the result will be coming our way. And when people start to see the vest that won the league and that won the MTN8 not, 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 not long ago, you see. So it's only a matter of time whereby we just get our cream back and then push push up until the, the the last game i feel like we 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 can we can push it till the last day okay he certainly believes it because he even almost stood up in his chair as mm-hmm. he as he was saying that and Dylan Shepard nodding his head how, how um is it a goal for you as um the mdc to win the league or or are you looking more to promote players whenever i interviewed you um as as coach of the under 17s you always maintain that it was about promoting players to the first team yeah. is that still the same no, approach course. yeah it has to be it has to be because um if you've got an academy you, you want to see your players in the first team that that is um to win a reserve league yeah it'd be nice it'd be nice and and for the boys it would be great um of course you got to win i mean you got to you got to build a winning mentality but it cannot be your 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 total focus um you know at the end of the day you, your mdc team doesn't go into sign contracts together it's an individual you know so it's important that we develop the individuals and with there's certain uh, players that that will be able to make it to the level and certain players you remember in development I always say it there everyone has uh, has has, di- has different paths is different there, some some guys develop a lot quicker at 18 years up some guys like like a like a ben Mutsu, will put you up at your door uh, put you up at your club at a 24 and then it starts his professional career you know mm. so and that's what you got to tell you, the kids everyone's developing at different rates so you have kids that are going to be ready at 18, 19 and then you're going to have kids that are going to come in at, at the later stage so our focus always has to be on, on, on the development side but I find that development with performance bring results so uh-huh. Yeah. Development with performance brings results. Let's look ahead now as we wrap up this interview on the home of the Afropolitan, Kai FM 95.9. Uh, lots of food for thought here and you're enjoying it on Twitter. You can uh, find them at BitVestVits is where you can find them. Or uh, also uh, you can find uh, uh, me at, at, at Musi Whitehead if you want to share your tweets uh, and let us know uh, what you think about uh, Vits. Bute, what's left for Butem Kwanazi to achieve? You were at the Africa Cup of Nations last year, where Bafana Bafana reached the quarterfinals under Stuart Baxter. But I guess for every footballer, that dream of perhaps playing at the World Cup um, is the ultimate. What is there left for you to achieve? Maybe especially because some of the people that you played with uh, in the Sundowns development and others have gone on to Europe. What is the thing that you say, no, I still need to do that? You, you, you know, uh, uh, I'm a strong believer, you know, uh, and and 
I, I believe wherever I am I, 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 as we speak now, it's because of God. And 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 going again to the next level, it, it will come again from God. Obviously, I, I would love to to play overseas. I'd love to 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 go to the World Cup. You know, because that that will will complete everything that I, that I've started you know started as a young player came 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 went to the afcon and the bigger one is that one of going to the world cup and and showing my 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 my, my potential and talent at, at the whole stage you know like i said it's in god's end and, and by me focusing and pushing it will come to pass Beautiful. Uh, Dylan Shepard, for you as a coach, um, as you said, you were one of those who achieved almost everything. Maybe the slight tinge of disappointment not being involved um, in later Bafana squads when you were playing some pretty good football, but of course they were the terrible injuries. Mm. As a coach, are you saying, okay, I've got my timeline for myself. I want to win a league title uh, when I'm 50 or whatever. I don't know. No, no timeline. Um, um I'm happy, very happy where I am. Um, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of growth still. Uh, I'm working really hard on my coaching education um, to get to, uh, to get to the level. And it's, it's step by step, you know. I, I don't want to say, oh no, I want to go there. Uh, you know, you can easily step into roles and and and, and think you're ready. And um, you know, it's a tough world out there in the football world. You know, it's a very lonely place. Um, but you know, I'm in the, uh, I'm, like I say, I'm in the early stages of my coaching career, and um, you know, focusing where I am now with the development of players and youngsters, it is my passion. It is my passion, um, yeah, but also to working with the senior players has also been great. I mean, I, I, like Butler said earlier, it's been so much easier for me because I shared the change room with most of most mm. of the players, and and I, I, you know I've played with them somewhere along the line, and and you know we won a league together, and you know when you've won a league together and the togetherness, you, you know it, there's that that respect and there's that that friendship and there's that family feeling. So, you know, I, I, and that's exactly what it is about at our club. Uh, you know, it's a family friend and it's a great working environment, and you know. Makes you get up every day motivated and uh, yeah, so that's where I am. Um, I'm just going to keep on working. Like I say, I've got a long way in my coaching education. I've got a lot of work to do and, um, you know, we just keep pushing and, and uh, keep enjoying it. Huh? That's the main thing. Just quickly, we never like to put pressure on youngsters because as you say, you never quite know the developmental path that they'll take. But one or two that we should be watching to say, yeah, man, this one, he came from uh, Vitz Juniors in a few years maybe. Um, well, in the first team at the moment, we've got four players training with the, with uh, Soli Kunieri. He played on the weekend. Yes, Soli, yeah, good yeah, player Soli's from the well. first team. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we don't want to pump them up too hard. They've got a lot of work to do, you know, because you can easily, we, we go there, we, we, we put players on this pedestal, create a lot of harp, and you see what harp has done to young young players. You yeah. know, that gives them one or two years, and then all of a sudden we don't hear of them again. So we don't want to create that harp. But there's Soli Kunieri, Ron Human, Dion Horn, and, 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 and Paul Matibula have been training with the first team, and they've been doing quite well, but it's, it's steady progress you know like you say you don't want to get uh, ahead of yourself they still got a long way to go and to, to get to the lezo that anywhere close to the bootle and kwanazis and the tyson Tlatswayo. so you know we don't want to hype them up but um you know something to look forward to they got something to work towards um you know they've got to now push on to the next levels but there's exciting times um i don't i, I won't even go into names we've got the next level of mdc boys that are coming in that i'm very excited about that's yeah that's for, but that's for another interview for another year. <laughs> that's for another interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, a parting shot. As we were speaking off air, uh, as we were listening to other things, uh, we were speaking about the games that are coming up. Abuse, this one is for you and for you alone. Uh, <laughs> Sheppy can nod his head or whatever. You've got yeah. two games against Chiefs coming in short uh, succession. Is that where the league title is going to be decided? <laughs> <laughs> 
Whether it's you win it or they win it or, or, or Sundowns win it or Pirates win it, is that those two games between Vits and Chiefs, is that where it's going to be decided? No, I, I, I feel uh, those two games uh, are not the decider. Like I said, uh, this one is going till till the last day. So our home in away against Chiefs, uh, you don't do any 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 much of a different or change in, in in us reaching the last day. But I'm 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 hopeful that we 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 we're going to get something out of these two games. Okay, yeah. we'll leave it there. He's playing poker, but it's fine. He's a good <laughs> poker, poker player. player. <laughs> 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 Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us in studio. It really has been lovely. And importantly, it's been great to hear their football story. Now, if you're listening at home, they spoke at length about the School of Excellence. When you go there, you can see that the school has fallen on tough times. I go there every now and again. And um, we will hear in the media someday very soon that they are facing closure. We need to do something about it. Make sure that you follow me at Musi Whitehead. That's where I am on Twitter, Musi Whitehead on Facebook and uh, on the gram as well. I'll be sharing some information about uh, how we can uh, help where we can, help where we can, um, because we need to make sure that no matter what happens, the uh, uh, SAFA Transnet School of Excellence does not close down and continues to produce footballers who will serve South Africa at the highest stage. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us in studio and uh, all the best for what's left of the 2019-2020 season. Thank you, Mossy. Thanks. And um, yeah, thanks to all the listeners. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.